What's going on, guys? Zach back here with the newest episode of the FTD podcast. Uh, it's been a minute, but we're, we're back and we're doing a midway point of the 2022 season recap. And today I'm going to be joined by the Cincinnati Reds GM, Newman. Newman, what's up, man? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm just I'm excited to finally be on the show. I was going to say that was my next point was uh, first time on the show. I know uh, we had talked previously about possibly having you on and and my life has outside of the whole COVID thing my life has been crazy busy the past few months so I'm trying to get back into the swing of things and producing shows uh, regularly but I'm excited to finally have you on and uh, we're going to talk some uh, 2022 FTD baseball and I know you told me you you, uh, you had plenty of talking points and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Oh yeah man very excited for it. All right so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into the 2022 season we're going to start with the boston red sox and the al east uh the red sox obviously coming off the 2020 world series appearance and the 2021 world series title um picking up right where they left off really 65 and 30 the best record in all of baseball um and obviously on top of the al east uh what, what are your thoughts on the red sox so far this season man they they are just hot and i tell you the one thing that i've always noticed with the red sox is they don't ever seem like they lose on a trade, ever. Absolutely. Whenever you go back to, I mean, you, you look at the latest one that they had uh, with the New York Mets, which, again, we won't know officially until further down the line, but they get Solaire, uh, Edwin Diaz, and McNeil, and they send over Prospect 131, Mr. Aaron Bracco, Prospect Castillo 169, and Tito Ornelius 495. For those three, I mean, you get arguably one of the most elite closers in the game, and it all it did was just completely boost his lineup, and they're still staying on top. It's just crazy. And then Devers, I mean, he he's up for the MVP vote. I'm um, <laughs> hitting three twenty eight, thirty home runs, sixty six RBIs. I mean, it's just crazy. The I tried to look at their team rankings and to find out if there was any holes that they had. And the only ones that they had were their airs weren't very good and their base running. Other than that, their top five or top eight and everything else. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up the Mets trade. Uh, Edwin Diaz definitely adds a whole another element to the back end of that bullpen that was already, already very good uh, with Matt Barnes and Tanner Scott and Chris Sale coming out of the pen. Um, and Devers, like you said, uh, Really, really elevating his game this year. Uh, very good in 2020 and 21, but this year, like you said, looks like he is a serious MVP candidate. Um, and and I do want to point out that I just had a discussion with Brian the other day, and, and this bounces off the point that you just made regarding their trades. And we were talking about his acquisition of Andrelton Simmons and Andrew Heaney back at the beginning of 2020 and how that kind of really set the wheels in motion for the for this kind of I don't want to say dynasty but definitely this this run that the Red Sox are on and, and that Simmons deal and you know I have to agree with you the, the the Red Sox if they lose a trade it's it's very rare oh I mean like I said uh, I mean hopefully the one that I did with him he I send him Senzel and uh man he just goes on a tear for him all last year playoffs and everything and I'm just hoping that Robert Hassel can at least be a little bit something that way so that I don't feel like I lost too much on the deal. <laughs> All right. So the Red Sox, they, they look like they're well on their way um, to another postseason berth. The rest of that American League East, so we got the Yankees, the Jays, and the Rays. 
Um, those three teams are in a tight window, but they are far enough behind the Red Sox right now where I think – I don't want to say it's over, but it, it's it's – it's a pretty big gap. Um, what are your thoughts on these three teams? They're, they're, they're very close. Uh, the Rays have taken a little bit of a nosedive recently. Um, wild card contention for the Yankees, Jays, maybe? Uh, well, I mean, we t- from Tampa Bay, <laughs> two out of three, so I'm, I'm pretty happy right now. But, uh, you know, uh, I looked at them, uh, and I think this was two sims ago when I did all my notes. Uh, the Yankees were nine back in the division. They were two and a half up on the wild card. Uh, Toronto was back 13 and a half. Uh, they were out two games from the wild card. And Tampa Bay was three and a half out of the wild card, which I'm sure has gone down, especially losing to the Reds. Um, but just looking at all of them, uh, you know, as far as New York, you know, you look at their staff and you just figure they would be better uh, that with Thor, Severino, and Cole. I mean, that's a strong three, and it's not great. Their bullpen is down. Their defense is down. Uh, I think if they can make a big move and find somebody at the back end, I think they can definitely be in the playoffs for sure. Uh, Miguel, I may butcher his name, Anjouar, has has been a big surprise, at least what I saw on there. Uh, Toronto, I mean, Vlad is absolutely destroying the baseball. <laughs> I mean, he, he hit 351, 25 homers, 63 RBIs, and I know he's already at least hit one or two this past sim. Um, I think they're in the same boat of trying to find somebody in that back end of the bullpen. Um, you know, they're 12th in bullpen ERA. Their runs scored. They're only eight. Maybe, maybe they could add another bat, but I think bullpen's really where they would need to be to get moving. But the biggest surprise is the Rockies pitcher, Mr. Castellani. When I did the stats, seven and one with a one six three. I mean, wow! Definitely didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't know why they're not very good offensively. Um, it seems like they lack a big power guy. Hint, hint. Joey Gallo's out there, um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, they're thirteenth in home runs. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like they're not scoring a lot of runs, and I don't know why. You know, you got Wander Franco, Meadows, and all of them in the lineup that they should. And according to the war, their best pitcher is Brent Honeywell. You know, Snell and Glass now are one 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 wars. I mean, we've said I know y'all have said it in earlier podcasts. I just don't know why Tampa is not playing better. Yeah, I I, I do. I wanted to mention this before we really got into it, but we did go over an outline, uh, like you just said, two sims ago. So if there are any stats or records being, you know, spewed, they, they are a couple days dated, but for the most part, they're, they're going to be right in line. Um, the Yankees and Jays, like you said, they, they have fallen further out of the AL East picture. I think you said the Yankees were nine and a half back. They're now 12 back, but they're, they're, both, they're both still right in that uh, American League wildcard picture. Um, Absolutely. The, the, the Yankees, I, I agree with you. Um, they, they have the pitching staff, right? And they can hit the long ball for sure. Um, I think the thing with the Yankees that, that's absolutely killing them is their defense. If you look around their starting lineup, um, Glaber Torres at second is a negative defensive player. Miguel Andujar, negative. Uh, Gary Sanchez behind the plate. And then Aaron Hicks in center field. I mean, up the middle – they are just not a good defensive baseball team. I don't know how much that's affecting them. They're obviously still 11 games above 500, 
but is that preventing them from going to that next uh, that next level? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but that to me is the Yankees' biggest weakness. Um, you, you touched on Ryan Castellani of the the Toronto Blue Jays. What a fun story! Absolute fun story. Like you said, the ratings really not all that great. Um, but he gets the nod to the All Star games. He got an ERA under two right now, one point nine eight after tonight's sim. Twelve games started, seven and one record, two point two WAR. Uh, terrific season and, and a great find for uh, Cam and the Blue Jays. And then you touched on Vladdy Jr. just tearing the cover off the ball. And then uh, Starlin Castro, who he signed this past offseason, maybe maybe a little bit of an overpayment, uh, 13 mil per year over the two years. But uh, he's putting up the numbers so far, 2.1 war on the young on the midway point of the season, hitting over 300. Um, I know Tyler and I talked about the Jays and how they, they overpaid for a couple of veterans on short-term deals and Starlin Castro looks like he's working out and Tampa Bay, you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I don't know what is up with them. They, they, you, I, I look at their roster and I think they should be right there with the Red Sox and the Yankees, uh, you know, battling at the top of this division. But uh, the Sox year after year getting it done and the Razor, they've taken a big step back this year. They're now, Currently, after tonight's sim, they are 19 games back in the AL East and five and a half back in the wild card picture. So, looks like the window is closing there. Um, but we'll shift to the to the AL Central, and I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, there's a clear um, clear cut team at the top of this division. It's the Cleveland Indians once again, um, currently with a, a pretty sizable lead over the Chicago White Sox. Obviously, Francisco Lindor, early MVP-type numbers. Uh, what, what do you got for us on the Indians? I mean, I, the same thing that you're saying. You know, uh, Lindor is crushing it, 320, 23 home runs, 77 RBIs. Um, to me, when – like I said, you asked me to look through all of them. They look to be one of the most complete teams to me. You know, there's a few other ones, but I didn't really even notice it until I actually got to dig into how complete they are. They're top five in – everything for statistical rankings except for like three categories and they're not far from five on those three categories so i mean it i think they're a dark horse i know we keep i know a lot of people keep talking about round three with boston and la but i like cleveland now yeah uh cleveland they are I don't, they're definitely up there with the red sox and the angels i don't think you can argue that um i know johnny joked in the chat uh, the other day about uh, round three of the Red Sox Angels in the ALCS. And I just thought to myself, I don't know, man, Cleveland, they're, they're definitely up there. I, I thought they were up there last year too. And they, they had the disappointing division series where they got swept. Um, but like you said, I, obviously injuries can change things as the season goes on. Uh, but I, I really like this Cleveland ball club. Um, moving on, uh, another team in the AL Central got off to a hot start, the Detroit Tigers. Uh, very young team. They, they've fallen off of late. They're one and nine in their last 10 after tonight's sim. Uh, fun story to begin the year. Uh, is this just a case of, you know, too young, still a couple years away from contending? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, when I dug into him, uh, first of all, I love what he's done with his team uh, from all the moves and everything. I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, Austin Martin, Casey Mize, uh Manning, Scooble, all them, you know, it's all coming to it. Um, 
when I first looked at it, I was like, man, you know, they still, as far as the wild card, because they were five and a half back when I looked. I mean, they could, if they, if he wanted to push it, he could. But like I said, he seems to be really patient uh, with what he's trying to do. And, you know, with Riley Green and Fabian coming up, because that's, that's what I saw was he's really kind of lacking that big bat in the middle. And I just, you know, he at least put out there that he was selling Mr. Jimenez because uh, I didn't think he was a closer for him. He had a five, 5.59 ERA. Uh, and I know that's probably hurt his starters with some wins and things of that nature. But uh, I think his window's getting ready to be there. Uh, hopefully uh, he can get it sooner because I think it would be really neat to see that Detroit get back in there and all the work that he's done. But, I mean, I like it. I like what Detroit's done. Absolutely. They're they're a very young team. We obviously knew that they were in a rebuild when we started the league, and now you're starting to see that talent uh, make its way to the major league level. Um, since since you, you compiled your notes, the Detroit Tigers have fallen in the wild card race. They are now eight games back uh, of the second wild card spot. Um, and, and you touched on, you know, they still have prospects coming, Riley Green and whatnot. Um, and and uh, Bambini went out. He did make some trades. I know he, he slung a trade with me where I sent him Austin Riley. He, he was looking for that power bat that you just mentioned that they were lacking. Uh, Riley's got a couple years of control. We'll see if, you know, he starts getting regular at bats, if he can um, transform into that middle of the order guy that he is seeking. But it looks like, looks like for this year, at least, I mean, unless they go on a serious run in August, uh, it looks like Detroit's going to be on the outside looking in. Um, let's let's move to the AL West, where it's been the LA Angels uh, since we started this league. Um, <laughs> since uh, since since 2020, it's been all LA in the West. Looks to be that way again this year. They're 30 games over 500 currently, 6.53 win percentage, uh, second best in the AL to only Boston. Nice 11 game lead over the Oakland A's, uh, and Joe Adele is taking a big step forward. What are your thoughts on the LA Angels? Man, I I didn't see that coming from Adele hitting. I mean, you knew he's going to hit home runs and things, but man, he's hitting three sixteen, stealing a lot of bases. He's really setting the table for everybody else. They're top five in everything that they have. Um, like he said before, you know, you could see a round three. Uh, I think what's uh, really going to matter is which one of the two out of Boston and LA is going to have to have Cleveland and then play the other one. Definitely, absolutely. Which is, I think, is a big deal. Uh, which really hurts. But, I mean, if anything that I saw on there is maybe they could add a starting pitcher to maybe help. I didn't think it was as deep. But, man, they're just good. I mean, when you got arguably the best player in baseball, Mr. Mike Trout, even though he hadn't really played played like it, you got Otani, you got Adele killing it. I mean, it's – he seemed to have done very, very well since the beginning. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Mike Trout real quick. Um Obviously, best player in baseball for sure. His numbers aren't quite Mike Trout-esque this year, although still very, very good uh, top-of-the-league-level numbers. Um, Only hitting 243, partly because of the low BABIP, 274 on the year, career 339 BABIP. Uh, This guy, he just keeps rolling. He's only 30. He's getting ready to turn 31 years old. Looks like he's going to crack 90 war here soon, maybe middle of next year or so. what a story, huh? What a what a career! Oh man, he, when you get one of the arguably one of the best that's played the game, man, it it definitely helps. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you get then you get the guy like Joe Adele to tag up with him in the in the outfield. Man, what a what an advantage! Not to mention Shohei Otani. <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, he and he's just like I said, he's got a lot of good players. Uh, he's done a good job with them. Uh, the Red Sox have seemed to have his number, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see in the second half for sure. Yeah, so let, let's shift to the wild card picture where there's, I think, a handful of teams that are in this in this race, the Yankees, the Jays, and the Rays from the East, and then uh, the White Sox and the Oakland Athletics as well are right there. Um, what, what, are you, what are you seeing from – from the wild card race, I guess Detroit and Seattle are both still in it, but they look to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, I've got Detroit and Seattle. You know, I I, I think both of them, 2024 is when you're going to really start to see the noise made from them. Uh, you know, we talked about Toronto. Uh, I think if they don't find bullpen help, I think they're out of the race as well. Um, you know, we probably, I would try to wait till the predictions to kind of tell it, but I guess go ahead since we're in the wild card now. Uh, to kind of tell you, I think it's going to be Yankees in the White Sox. Um, Very interesting. Very. Um, I just think, you know, I, I like Oakland, uh, but I just don't think they hit well enough uh, to get it done. Um, they could possibly use an upgrade at shortstop for sure. Uh, but it just seems like it's a typical type Oakland team. You know, they're going to be okay. They've got, they've got pitching and that kind of stuff, but they got to play the Angels a bunch of times. Uh, everything as far as rankings is concerned, you know, they're close to 10th in just about everything. Uh, but getting to the White Sox, I like what I like what he's done. You know, I mean, he you hate to say he stole on a trade, but, I mean, you can't help that Giolito goes out like that. Um, but he's got a great young lineup. The pitching's not great. Uh, I think he's going to end up getting a starting pitcher or relief pitcher somewhere out there in a deal. I know he's tried to talk to me several times about uh, Mr. Gray because uh, I think that would help him. But a surprise MVP talk, and again, this was two sims ago, was Mr. Jimenez. You know, he's hitting 317, mm-hmm. 23 home runs and 85 RBIs. I mean, that yeah, it's impressive. But his starting pitching ERA is 12th in the league and his bullpen ERA is 10th. He's got to go out and find some pitching. But I think he does. I think he does before the deadline. He'll go find something. And I think they're going to get in. I really do. Yeah, the Sox are a fun team. And like you said, Eloy, he, he he's putting up some big offensive numbers. He's now up to 25 home runs on the season. Um, the, the pitching is the question mark with them, right? Uh, they, just get Lan- they just got Lance Lynn back not too long ago from injury. So he'll add another layer of depth to that rotation. But but can that can that – pitching staff if they were to get into the postseason um hold up against the, these big bats of the the new york yankees and the indians and the angels and the red sox right i mean sure. it's it's got to be the, the the weakest part of the team oh absolutely all right let's let's wrap up uh the american league portion of our show um with the midway mark mvp cy young award winner and rookie of the year what do you got for me here? oh man the mvp was probably the hardest for me uh but i mean i gotta go lindor here uh i think his numbers are just stupid uh close second for me was devers uh but like i said you could easily have said vlad guerrero jr adele you could even toss jimenez in there and i mean i wouldn't say you were wrong 
in the MVP portion. As far as Cy Young goes, I had two guys I was really looking hard at, uh, but I like Lazardo's numbers. Um, I think he's my Cy Young at the midway point right now. Uh, Otani with a close second, which he'll probably shoot up even more because he plays for the Angels. And then rookie of the year, I had – I mean, I like the Blue Jays' young pitcher, Castellani right now. I mean, I, I just do. I just think that that's just impressive, especially in that division. I do like Austin Martin. Uh, I think Nolan Jones is having a great one as well, but I just – it's hard to – for me, it's hard to argue with pitching. That Castellani story is so fun because he's 26 years old, right? He's not – He's not your typical hotshot young prospect coming up to make his debut and he's tearing the, you know, lighting the league on fire. He's, he's kind of been a journeyman to this point almost. I mean, last year he had respectable numbers in double A, but nothing crazy. Uh, a walk per nine of four K per nine under eight. I mean, now he's coming up to the, to the big show and putting up at ERA under two, like we touched on earlier. Whip is 0.87. I mean, uh, what, what a fun story, and I think a Rookie of the Year award would really cap it off for him. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure Hayden is not happy because I know he is looking for some starting pitching. <laughs> All right, let, let's uh, let's shift to the NL, and, and we'll start in the East, where it, the division has been an absolute dumpster fire. It's uh, <laughs> got to be the worst division in baseball to start this year. Um, and I guess, I guess we'll start, we'll, we'll get the, the hard part out of the way for me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Braves right off the bat, uh, getting off to the horrendous start. Um, what are your thoughts on the Atlanta Braves? Um, again, it, it's like looking at Tampa Bay, like, why is this not better? Um, I, I don't know why. Are you on the phone? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know why, um, that it's not better. I don't know why Acuna is not playing better. I mean, again, this is me just looking at all of the stuff. Uh, you know, Mike Soroka easily is in the Cy Young conversation. Um, again, you got all these great names for bats. You got Albies, Acuna, Grandal, Potch, Freeman, Simeon. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. That's six guys right there out of your nine. And the uh, almost all of the bat rankings are seventh, tenth. Uh, what was shocking for me to see that for you was uh, your starters ERA ranking was ninth. And again, that was two Sims ago, but that it was ninth. And I, I just felt, I felt that I thought you guys had more, more to it, but you'll be, you'll be excited to hear my stuff later anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will, I will defend my club a little bit. Uh, we got off to that bad start. I think we were, at one point, we were 13 and 38 or something. It was just – it was absolutely mind-boggling, and I, I was going mad over figuring out why this club couldn't win. I think we had two separate losing streaks of 10 or more games in in the first two months of the season. And, and like you said, I mean, uh, is the team bad? Maybe. Maybe it is bad. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is a bad club, but it's not the worst team in this in this league. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not 13 and 38. I know that. I know for a fact it's not win one out of every four games, um, but we have we have turned it on of late, and we're, we're we're creeping back into the National League East picture, which I guess will, will is a good time to shift to the 
Um, the rest of the teams in the East is the Nationals, the Phillies, and then the Mets and Marlins are right there with me trying to trying to chase the Nationals and Phillies. Uh, what are your thoughts on the rest of the teams in the East? Um, I mean, just like the game that they just had in the Sim. I mean, it was unbelievable. All the scoring there late, which was crazy. Um, but I had the Phillies. They were up. Uh, they were leading the division uh, by a game and a half two Sims ago. Um, the thing with the Phillies is just nothing statistically says they should be in first place. And I'm not knocking him at all, um, but your bat ranking for a batting average is ninth. Scoring runs is ninth. Your on-base percentage is eighth in the league. Your starters ERA is 11th. Your bullpen ERA is seventh. I mean, it just – it doesn't scream that you're the best team in that division. And uh, I kept trying to look and find. they just finding ways to win, I guess. I mean, I, I'm just – my mind's kind of blown with the Phillies, at least statistically anyways. You know, they've got good players, you know, from Howard, Wheeler, Nola. You got Harper out there. I mean, it, they've got the players to be good, but statistically it's not showing it. Um, and then, you know, kind of going to Washington, you know, Victor Robles MVP numbers, 314, 21 home runs, 58 RBIs. They're top five in just about everything offensively, um, but their pitching's not very good. You know, their starting pitching is 13th. The relief pitchers are 11th, and their FIP is 14th. I mean, it just tells you they're just not very good pitching. Uh, maybe they go out and find some starting pitching uh, or, or some relief pitching and can keep on rolling, uh, but they're just outscoring folks is the way that it looks like for me right now uh, when it comes to those two teams. Then the Mets, you know, the Mets are the Mets. Uh, I think they're selling. I think they're going to stay down. I like what the Marlins have done to make themselves relevant. Um, but again, it's hard when you've got a budget like that, but I think he's doing a great job. I just don't think that it's there yet for them either. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the points you said. Uh, the, the Mets are definitely selling. It seems like, um, Obviously, we touched on the trade with Boston they made, and they've made a couple other deals as well, sending off relievers and whatnot. Uh, the Phillies are the Phillies are interesting, right? As of right now, they're tied with Washington after tonight's sim at the top of the East. They're both at 48 and 48, and even 500 through, uh, what is it, 96 games uh, so far. Um, you touched on the Phillies and how they shouldn't be a first-place ball club. The run different the run differential agrees with you. They're, they are negative forty six on the season for run differential, but somehow they are a five hundred ball club. Um, and and I teased this the other day in the in the chat. In, of all the teams in the NL East, uh, only one has a positive run differential, and that's my Braves. We're we're plus eleven, and we are eleven games under five hundred. Makes no sense. Makes absolute no when sense. You, when you win, you win. Hey, that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's baseball for you, right? Can't predict baseball. Um, but let, let's move on to the to the NL Central. And uh, we'll start with the, the team that's leading the Central right now, the St. Louis Cardinals, having a big bounce back year after the disappointing 2021 when they the, they followed up uh, that World Series title in 2020. Um, leading the Central right now, uh, Milwaukee's right there, and your Cincinnati Reds are right there too. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the the central? Uh, Saint, well, again, this was two sims ago. The Cardinals were up three games uh, on just about everybody, on pretty much all all of us. Um, Nolan Gorman has been awesome for him, uh, possible rookie of the year candidate. Um, they seem to be middle of the pack when it comes to a bunch of their ratings. You know, their starters really is what get it gets it done for them. You know, Jack is Jack. 
Uh, but uh, I did see, you know, one of the things I thought that could help him really get moving was maybe find somebody in the middle of the order and maybe get somebody in the back end. And he's done that already. You know, he went and got Giancarlo Stanton and he also picked up Hendricks. So I think that he's, you're going to see him start to rise uh, and possibly separate himself. Uh, when it comes to the Brewers, you know, Yelich has been out for about a month. He's about to get him back. Uh, maybe they could add a bat offensively. They're 12th or 13th in just about everything. They could use some home runs. Uh, the bullpen is absolutely amazing for him. The uh, pitching for him has been great. Bullpen ERA's third. His starters are about seventh, so they're not bad. Um, but, again, the big mark for the Brewers is getting Yelich back. Uh, and then the Reds. I – uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest when it comes to the Reds. This was my first real money league. Uh, you know, I treated it like all the other leagues that I'm in. And now that I've seen how a lot, how more things going, I would have definitely done some things different. Um, but what really hurts is uh, losing uh, Royce Lewis. Uh, he's kind of made us go. And I think that hurt us. We were, I was hoping that maybe Mr. Abel could be that uh, arm to come up late in the season, maybe give us a push, but he's out again. This year, you know, our pitching's just bad. Uh, we're offensively, we're all right, um, but you know, we're 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 trying to make it, but at the same time, we're selling. So, I mean, it it just all depends. You know, we go and play the Braves, and we lose three out of four, or all three, something to that nature. Uh, but then we go play Tampa, and we go two out of three. And I, I'm I just don't know where they're not letting me know which way I need to go as far as selling and stuff. So, I mean, I put pieces out there for it, Gallo, Machado, and Gray. Uh, obviously, my bullpen's dying. Uh, but, you know, maybe we can make it a, make it a race. I don't know. Uh, but I think the Central's still wide open. I think maybe the Pirates could also squeeze some stuff out. They were a good story last year as well. Yeah, the Central, honestly, uh, all, all the NL uh, divisions are still – uh, good race. Um, you touched on the Brewers getting Christian Yelich back. He he's eligible to return after the All Star break, so it looks like that'll be a big boost for their lineup. Uh, the the bullpen is terrific, like you said, uh, led by Josh Hader and Devin Williams and Victor Arano. Um, I am excited to see see what your Reds do, not only this year but uh, moving forward. Um, exciting team, a lot a lot of young pieces. Uh, I know you said that you, you would do some things over. I think I think I think everybody can say that. You know, every league that you join, um, you, you make your moves that you think are good and set budgets and whatnot. And you know, people can always look back and find things that they they change and do differently. But for the most part, I, I think this division it's a fun race. Uh, Cardinals right now it looks like. They're, they're leading the division, but we'll see how it ends up come uh, the end of September or beginning of October. Because I, th I think any of these three teams could really come out on top. Uh, oh, moving, on, moving on to the NL West. Uh, toughest division in baseball, probably, um, at least in the National League, for sure. The, the top three teams in the West are the top three teams in all, in all of the National League. Uh, Rockies, Dodgers, and Padres really, really battling out. And then the Diamondbacks have a good squad, too. Probably a uh, product of being in a tough division. Um, what are your thoughts here? Who's going to come? Or who's, oh. who's looking nice in this this uh, war war zone? Um, I mean, all three of the ones you named, I mean, they're, they all three look really, really good. And you just 
and you hate it because I'm the Rockies in another league and it just sucks being with the Dodgers like that. Like you have to, you have to claw yourself the entire time just to even try to be in there. And then you go to, you're like, Oh man, I can make it to the wild card. Oh, it's just one game. You better win this one if you want to get in. So, I mean, you hate it because they're, like you said, they're the three best teams in the NL, but one of them's going to go home and be, and the other one's going to be behind the eight ball for whoever they play. Uh, but uh, I like the division. Uh, I think it's great. Um, the thing that really stood out to me, I don't know where we are as far as right now in the division. Uh, what are the games at now? As far, far as the, the games back? Yeah. So Colorado's at the top uh, right now. They have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Padres and a three-game lead on the L.A. Dodgers. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, that, that would explain a little bit of what I saw uh, when it came to the Dodgers. Their bullpen is 13th. Their defense is 14th. I mean, I think that's what's really hurting the Dodgers right now is defense. Um, you know, their zone rating as a team is a minus 3.1, which, you know, I mean, it, that's not good. But granted, their offense is absolutely amazing. Uh, the Rockies are great, but I think losing Marquez, Yates, and Delphin is going to really hurt. Uh, down the stretch. Uh, I love the pickup of Castillo. I thought that was fantastic. They've got great ratings. Uh, I think the Rockies are a playoff team regardless of whether they get a division or not, but getting a division and being able to be at home in Colorado, it, it would be huge for them. Um, San Diego, I think they got two MVP type guys in Grisham and Tatis right now. Um, probably the Cy Young guy and Mr. Gore, but I think he just went out recently. Uh, with an injury possibly. Uh, I think if they could do anything, maybe add a first baseman is could help the Padres maybe push to try to get the division. But it's a fun division to see. I mean, uh, and the one thing, and like I said, Tyler and I go way back. Uh, I like what he's doing, and he's just biding his time, and I think it's going to pay off for him in the end. You know, he's got a lot of very good prospects. Oh, yeah, the, the Giants, they are loaded with prospects, top prospects too. Um, it's going to be fun to see them. Uh, join the mix once those those young, talented uh, players get to the major league level. Um, I think that the Diamondbacks are an interesting team. Uh, they're fourth in the division right now. They're 11 and a half games back. They're two games under 500. They have a run differential of 76, which would be third best in the National League. They have a plus 76 run differential, uh, but fourth in the division and – 11 and a half games back and quite a bit of ground in between them and LA. Uh, it's going to be a war zone over these final two months. Like I, like I said earlier, it's going to be fun to see who comes out on top. I mean, we might see, you know, these three teams and maybe even Arizona creep back into the picture a little bit, but we, we might see LA, San Diego and Colorado uh, flip flop from one to three multiple times over the course of the next few months. Uh, going to be, going to be fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. The only, like I said, the only thing with Arizona with me is he looks to be selling some uh, yeah. high pieces, and that, and like I said, I think he could possibly be a buyer just like you uh, if he goes out there and tries to buy some things that he could make this thing a lot more interesting. Yeah, I, th I agree with you, especially, you know, he's 11 and a half games back, like I said. Maybe he buys some pieces that, you know, he has control of for more than just this season, so moving forward, they can help him contend, and maybe this season they help him get back into the race too. Um, it's a good team in Arizona, and I'm excited. This whole division are very talented. Um, but let's let's move to the wild card picture. 
right now, right now, it's the, the Padres and Dodgers atop the wild card, and they have quite a quite a gap uh, between the next couple of teams. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts on the NL wild card? I, I think they're both going to come out the West regardless. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> unless they just really unless they just really beat up on each other a lot. But, I mean, uh, this was one of my bold predictions that I had for it. Uh, I think the two wild cards are going to be Colorado and the Dodgers, and they're going to have to play in Colorado for the one game. Wow, that would, that would, be, a fun, that would be a fun game to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, just, I just think San Diego is going to get it done. They're young. Uh, I, think, I think he just made a move recently. I, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head since the last two days. Um, but I think he's going to make a move, and uh, I think it's going to really help him out. Yeah, the the Padres just acquired uh, with this sim tonight. They just got Howie Kendrick from the Texas Rangers Absolutely. after losing after losing Logan Morrison for what seems to be like the season. Yeah, I said I, I thought even though Morrison was there, I thought that he needed an upgrade there, and I think Kendrick's leadership is going to really help out. I mean, I. The same move I was looking for him to make, he already made. I mean, that's just awesome. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's do the same thing that we did for the American League now, uh, the, the midway mark. MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year for the National League. What do you got for uh, MVP, uh, I'm going to go with right now. Uh, again, this was kind of tough, uh, but I had three guys uh, that I looked at. But I'm going to go Victor Robles right now for me. Uh, got a very, very high war, all the stats that I've said earlier. Uh, and then my next two were Bellinger and Grisham. Uh, I really like what Grisham's doing uh, at the same point. I mean, you could have thrown Tatis in there. You could have thrown in a bunch of other guys. But uh, I just think Robles is having a great, great, great year right now. And uh, he keeps it up. Washington could possibly overtake it and win the East. Uh, from- Absolutely. Uh, Robles, Ro- not to cut you off, but real quick, Robles uh- – Funny how similar he is of a player to to Joe Adele. I mean, they, they remind me so much of each other. Um, and then Trent Grisham, who, who you touched on, he man, he tearing the cover off the ball. He's hitting over three fifty right now, uh, on base percentage of four thirty. Uh, just a terrific season in San Diego too. Um, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut oh, no, you off. Man, but I just wanted to point them out. Oh, yeah, man. And that's what really jumped out to me. You know, I tried to make sure and look at all of it. And, uh, you know, and Bellinger's going to always be Bellinger. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gresham's numbers are, I mean, insane. Uh, Cy Young for me um, right now, I had a three-man three race, but it would probably go to Mr. Gore right now with his stuff. But I had Soroka at two and DeGrom at three. I mean, it, DeGrom's always up there. It doesn't matter. But I just like I just like Gore's makeup, man. I but with the injury, I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it and uh finish it off. Rookie of the year, or unless you want to jump in. Uh well, I yeah, Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, has been the, the class of the NL as far as starting pitching goes this season. Um He's been terrific. He, he is out with the, the back spasms injury right now. He's going to miss the all-star game, even though he was elected. Uh, but on the season, nine and three, 136 innings pitched, 139 strikeouts, whip 0.92, 257 ERA. I mean, he's been terrific. Clear cut ace of that San Diego staff. That is uh, pretty good. Also features Chris Paddock. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, DeGrom, like you said, he, he's always up there. Jack Flaherty's always up there. And Mike Soroka having a 
another pretty good season himself. Uh, this, just this past sim tonight, he gave me eight innings of one run baseball, eight Ks, zero walks, four hits. I mean, his numbers. Uh, he missed some time earlier in the year with an injury, but I, I'd assume his numbers are just going to continue to improve too. It's going to be another close race, just like the, just like the Cy Young Award was last year in the National League. Oh yeah, like I said the pitch in the National League has been unreal, uh, except for in Cincinnati. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Rookie of the Year, uh, I threw my guy in there, Mister Baz. I thought I think he's having a good year. When I looked at all the rookie pitching stuff, I thought maybe he was probably the top rookie pitcher. Uh, but these two guys, I mean, it's Marcusio and Gorman. Uh, but for me, I think it's Gorman right now. Uh, I think Marcusio could possibly overtake that. But uh, Gorman's numbers right now and leading in just about all the rookie categories, I mean, it, he's he's crushing it. And he's a big reason why St. Louis is at the top. Yeah, both, both solid picks, both uh, having terrific seasons. Uh, Nolan Gorman already at 20 home runs. And like you said, he's – He's a big reason uh, why St. Louis has bounced back the way they have. And uh, he, he's hitting in the middle of that St. Louis order. Um, hard hard to argue with that pick right there. Um, but let, let's get to another – let's get to a league-wide prediction. And I ask you this, and I'm interested in hearing your uh, your thoughts. Um, as of the date that, that I guess you made your notes, which division leader is most likely to not win their division and what team overtakes them? I looked at it and I thought that there was only really three divisions that could have, that could be overtaken. Uh, and they're all three in the NL, to be honest. I mean, did you, I don't, I don't think there's anybody close that could take the Red Sox. I don't think there's anybody's close going to take the Indians and nobody close going to take the angels. I mean, they're double digit leads. It's, it's just stupid. Uh, but I got two. I got two two of the divisions. I think St. Louis is going to stay at the top uh, as much as that pains me, uh, but I think they do. <laughs> uh, but the two that I think are going to go – not going to win is Philly for the reasons we talked about, and then Colorado, which you already know who I think is going to take the division, San Diego. But my surprise pick of the whole thing is I think Atlanta gets hot and overtakes and wins the East. I really, truly do. Um, it's – you just look at the lineup, you look at the pitching, and you just – and none of the other guys are running away. Philly's got a negative war. Washington's pitching is awful. It, I mean, it, there's no reason for them not to overtake it, especially with New York selling in that aspect. So that was my one big prediction in that sense. I think uh, my NL uh, prediction for going to the World Series, though, is going to be San Diego – and my guy coming out of the American League is going to be the Cleveland Indians. Very nice. Very nice. So, all right, real quick before I give my thoughts, uh, what uh, you, you made your division winners clear. You think the AL is going to play out as it uh, unfolds in Atlanta, St. Louis, and San Diego in the NL. Um, I think you touched on both your wild card teams previously, but for the listeners, so it's all in one spot. Who do you got on top of the wild card? I think it's the Yankees and the White Sox. Uh, I think the Yankees. I mean, their three man, their three headed monster that they have is 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 too good, and that they uh, and the White Sox. I think he's going to find that pitching that he needs in the bullpen and uh, and the starting rotation. You know, especially like you said, Lynn's coming back, but I think he still needs another one. And he needs something at the back end to really close it out. But I think they're going to get it done. 
And then you had Colorado and L.A. Yep. Uh, holding on to their, their spots in the National League. I mean, regardless, the three teams in the West are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've they've got a pretty big cushion build up already. So interesting, interesting uh, thoughts there. I, I appreciate the vote of confidence in the NL East. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't agree with you. I, I, I do think the Braves are they're just too talented. And the, the teams that were at the top, they, they've they haven't ran away with it. They had their opportunity and. I don't know. I just I've, I've been climbing my way back into it slowly but surely. And even though I'm 11 games under 500 still, I'm only five games back. <laughs> so the division is definitely there for the taking. And, and my the thing that I'm looking forward to most for the final two months, other than my potential uh, playoff push in the East, is that NL West division and, and watching those those teams fight it out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I got to interrupt you. When I made my prediction on the Braves, you were nine games out and 13 out from the wild card. So nine out. Wow. Just so you yeah, know, so, when I made my prediction. So the Braves are only five and a half out as of tonight's sim after <laughs> the games tonight. Um, uh, <laughs> it's funny you said that. Cause I, I, I you, have you ever seen uh nightmare on Elm street, yeah. Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah. One, two, Freddie's coming for you. I've been saying each sim, one, two, Atlanta's coming for you. <laughs> been telling that to my been telling it to myself. I mean, they, they just keep letting me hang around. But we'll see. I mean, like I said earlier, injuries can change the whole big picture for any of these teams over the final two months. Um it'll be fun. So you had Cleveland and you had San Diego in the World Series just for shits and giggles. Give me a give me a World Series. Oh man, I <laughs> that one's tough. Um I'm going to say San Diego, but it's going to go six or seven. Very fun. Very fun. That would be a fun World Series matchup. Uh, two teams that haven't had really any playoff success in our league so far. Um, it'd be nice to see a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a different picture in the World Series. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Newman, any any final thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, I, I'm really excited, uh, at least from the list of the free agents or the people on the block, excuse me. Uh, there's some big names out there. Uh, I don't know how well you're going to be selling the two pitchers that I had listed up <laughs> that you had up there now uh, to sell and get not. But there's some good names out there for these guys to go get, um, you know, from just what's listed out there uh, on the block when you ask for it. Uh, I think it's – I, I, that was by far my favorite podcast was the predictions and the things for the uh, trade trade deadline. Uh, I can't wait to hear the one that's going to come out. And uh, I just thanks for having me in the league and thanks for having me here on it, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Dude, I, I appreciate it so much. And I, I thank you for uh, taking the time tonight. I mean, we're at 40, almost 50 minutes now on tonight's podcast and taking the time to recap the whole league with me and, Give me your thoughts, and I, I enjoyed hearing them. Oh, man, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys, so that was uh, Newman's thoughts on the – and mine as well – on the uh, how the 2022 season has played out to this point. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. I can tease that I am going to be jumping right into another recording uh, as soon as I end this one to recap the 2022 amateur draft, and then we will be – doing a trade deadline preview slash recap of the deals that have been made so far um, sometime either tonight or tomorrow. So there'll be a bunch of podcasts coming out. I hope you guys 
take the time to listen and everybody enjoys and uh good luck to everybody for the rest of the 2022 season thanks again no problem man